Hey everyone, welcome back to Vampire Weekday. Uh, once again, I'm joined by my co-host Kevin. Today we'll be covering one parentheses. Blake's got a new face. End parentheses. Uh, very, very weird connections within this song, wouldn't you say, Kevin? Yes. Um, if I'm not mistaken, like I'm pretty sure every other song on this album has a title that directly references something in the song and. Again, if I'm not mistaken, the word one is not in this song. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Blake's got a new face has said countless times in this song. Um, but yeah, it, at, at, at first glance, it's like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll dive first into our, our initial dot, thoughts and then into our deep dive into why that, that weird title is the way it is. So what, what were your initial thoughts on the song? This is like a microcosm of the album, I think, itself. Um, great beat, great guitar intro, really fun musically, like unmistakably an indie sound. Um, you got the Afrobeat thing going and lyrically esoteric. Like this is very much a tone setter for this album. Yeah, I would 100% agree. Um, it's instantly puts me off feeling like I'm on a college campus again. Uh, It's something about this album that they capture the setting of a college campus so well. Uh, It doesn't even matter what the stories are about, yet you you feel the setting. I was thinking about it today, how this album came out in 2008. I was 10 at the time. Mm -hmm. And yet even then, I was like, I would listen to this album and think, this is what college campuses are probably like, right? <laughs> and then and then fast forward to now and we're college alumni and it still feels like this is what a college campus like quad, mm-hmm. uh, being on the quad with friends is like, it, it establishes that setting so well, even if the story within the song is very unclear. And honestly, with this song, does the story even matter? I would say probably not. I think the first two lines of this song are the closest thing to dudes rock that we're going to get from vampire weekend (laughs) Occident out on the weekend. That's the way that we relax. I mean, (laughs) if you don't drop a somewhat esoteric term for the West Mm -hmm. as the first word of this song, um, this is just like some Zach Brown band kind of stuff going on right here. That actually, I think it kind of helps your college point because I have heard of Occidental College, which is a liberal mm-hmm. arts school, if I'm not mistaken, in Los Angeles. Um, right. But Occident as a term is kind of like a like a Western world type meaning. Um, yeah. That's kind of what's going on there. But again, kind of like the whole collegiate thing. Yeah. And then they, they, Ezra just couldn't let it go on a dude's rock for too long because then you get this very vampire weekend phrase, English breakfast tastes like Tarzeeling. Uh, comparing two different teas that are very similar black teas and there's even a possible colonialism reference there i I thought the same thing and i think a a later verse helps out with that but please keep going yeah that uh supposedly english breakfast might be derived from darjeeling which uh, i believe is a tea in india uh oh sorry well in sri lanka um and but Dar- Darjeeling is northern India, though. Okay, so I'm pretty so sure it says it's from Kenya, Sri Lanka, and a certain region of India. Okay, um, so multiple places. We're both right. Nice job. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so it, of course they got to bring back the uh, the commentary on colonialism within within the song. Yeah, I um, that was kind of my first thought too, because I mean, you put, make a point to say English breakfast, obviously, uh, the British colonized India for for quite some time, um, and then we get the you spend a week in old San Juan, which is like, kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of like, obviously old San Juan, very beautiful part of a very beautiful country in Puerto Rico. Um, I'd like to go someday. Um, but then you have a point of saying Spanish brownstone, Spanish waves. Mm-hmm. And I think using the word Spanish, the term Spanish twice is intentional there. Yeah. Especially when San Juan's not even in Spain, it's in Puerto exactly. Rico. So it's, uh, I, I, I could definitely see the connection there in terms of uh, Spanish colonialism, uh, another commentary within it. Uh, so what do you think the song is actually about, if anything? That's the thing. I really don't know if I actually got that. Um, it really does kind of feel like we're just hanging out, yeah. you know? Which is I, so weird. I mean, you could look at, like, the first verse, I think, is very much that. Um, the second verse, the precedent's already set now. You spend a week in Old San Juan. I'm not really sure what the precedent means, but the rest of it is kind of just like, it feels like we're just hanging out. You have those little baby verses, and those might have a little bit more meaning to them, but, like, face value, you even first or second step in, it's hard to find deep meaning here. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll let you know what my initial thoughts when reading these lyrics were. I, I immediately thought of the person who comes back from study abroad in college yes. and is like, I'm a changed person. I was abroad. You have to go abroad. Uh, I, that was the vibe I got where it's Blake's this new person, uh, Send, spending a week in old San Juan, they're sophisticated. And then that was felt supported by the post-chorus where it's, oh, your collegiate grief has left you, dowdy in sweatshirts, absolute horror. So they're returning to this college and looking down and saying, oh, I can't live this collegiate lifestyle anymore. I'm the sophisticated uh, person who studied abroad. I, I want to go back. So, so that's the vibe I got from it. I don't think that's the actual story being told, but uh, that's definitely the vibe. How many times did we see in our college experience, Nico, somebody wearing a UCD or a Dublin sweatshirt oh, around? Way too many. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. I mean, you went to school there, but I mean, it's 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 kind of funny in in that regard. Yeah, I, I. I have no idea what the song is. <laughs> I I found somewhere saying that they played a concert in San Francisco and they played the song and said, this is about a friend at Stanford doing graduate studies or something like that named Blake. So Blake is a real person. There <laughs> was, a, there a was an person. excerpt from an interview I found. Blake exists. Yeah. It was a friend of his girlfriend from high school or something like that. Um, But also I, another thing I read is that the melody was made first and then the lyrics were added, which 
kind of makes sense for the the reference with one that we'll get to later but this could almost be an instrumental piece you know it's really yeah if you remove the lyrics there's i don't think it changes too much no there's a lot going on honestly musically Mm -hmm. yeah i i just love that line oh your collegiate grief has left you dowdy and sweatshirts absolute horror it's just such a vampire weekend uh collegiate academic phrase um just the absolute horror of looking back and seeing uh seeing the sweat like the collegiate sweatshirt lifestyle um just going away from that i guess it really feels very steely dan um (laughs) but did you study abroad i don't remember this no i i did not study abroad yeah, so as somebody who studied abroad in Pasadena, uh, I can tell you <laughs> that, I mean, yeah, even if it's just for a few months, you kind of feel like you're forgetting something and you feel like you're a new person. And then all of a sudden you come back to college and you're like, this is still an experience. So I like this read of it. I don't know if that's what it was going for. Um, surely there were study abroad experience at Columbia that Ezra and his counterparts experienced Mm -hmm. and and heard about so it's not entirely impossible and i think it's kind of a fun read of it if if we want to take that spin on it yeah so let's dive into the weird reference lead the way kevin so one blaze had a new face obviously you have the one it's like why is that there um so this was somebody who put it together on reddit i don't know where they got it from exactly um but they basically pieced together from stuff stuff they some stuff they saw on genius uh some of their own opinions the song One by Metallica was that band's first top 40 hit. Obviously, Metallica, incredibly popular uh, metal band, really influential in kind of the development of progressive metal as you got into the 90s. Um, there's a couple of parallels between this song, One by Metallica, and One, Place Gonna Do Face by, by Vampire Weekend. First of all, they have the same title. That's very interesting, especially considering that phrase that word is not utilized in vampire weekend song they also both kind of feature a funky beat thing the song one by metallica kind of features like a double kick drum thing as the drums come in we kind of that funky drum type thing uh the syncopated beat going on in the beginning of one by vampire weekend uh, but the story behind the song one by metallica is very interesting nico i'm assuming you got into this as well yeah yeah so the story is based on the novel johnny got his gun by dalton trumbo in 1939 which was an anti-war novel which definitely fits with vampire weekend's uh discography and in this novel uh young american soldiers serving in world war one he awakens in a hospital bed with just disfigured with missing his arms legs and all of his face including eyes lips uh tongue teeth nose ears everything so the metallica song he's still still alive and still like conscious like he's aware of people around him i'm pretty sure right Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And so the, the novel is him coming to terms with this new reality. And he, he wants to 
go and show people why war is bad just showing off his current state and the military won't let him once he finally communicates it um but this metallica song is based on this novel in which he loses his face and he has to come to terms with that new reality and this song blake's got a new face so it's and references one in the title with the drum beat. Um, and then at the end of Blake's Got a New Face, the, the line absolute horror is a direct reference taken yeah. directly from the Metallica song. I have that here. The, the end of the song is darkness imprisoning me, all that I see, absolute horror. I cannot live, I cannot die, trapped in myself, body, my holding cell. Landmine has taken my sight, taken my speech, taken my hearing, taken my arms, taken my legs, taken my soul, left me with life in hell. So I think this is just from a brief Wikipedia synopsis that this was later made into a movie in the early 70s. Um, clips from which Metallica actually used in their music video. The movie was largely unknown until Metallica actually used the clips in their music video. But my understanding is that this guy wakes up, realizes that he's lost his limbs. He literally doesn't have a face. And I think my understanding is he, he, he wants to plead with the military to basically display him as a freak show, to show the horrors of war, just awful, mm -hmm. like not safe for life kind of stuff we're talking about here. When they realize that can't be the case, he realizes he needs to die because he is trapped in his own body he is asking to be killed basically um the army won't let it happen his nurse tries to kill him but i think somebody stops him and the book ends very darkly him basically realizing that he will spend the rest of his life trapped in his own body barely able to sense anything at all yeah just in incredibly dark stuff and it's just so jarring that this is referenced in this song, J Blake's Got a New Face. The, the most, you, you hear it and you think, oh, happy-go-lucky, positive, like, oh, I feel like I'm sitting on a quad, sunny, all that stuff, right? And at most you think, oh, it's about someone changing their personality and has this new face, this new aurora um, about them, right? And yet, it's a reference to someone who's horribly disfigured by war uh, in this tragic anti-war novel. Just so weird. <laughs> yeah, and I guess the question is, I mean, this is, it's very hard to see this not being a reference considering these two songs share the same title. We have a similar lyric. Um, both these bands definitely had a history of being woke. Mm -hmm. um, so the question the is- drum beat. Yeah, and so Ezra, I, I've never heard of him referencing Metallica necessarily, but I know he was really into Rage Against the Machine growing up, and so I could easily see him also being in the Metallica. Yeah, he, he definitely has a, uh, an appreciation for metal music that's well done. Like, I know he's spoken about Alice in Chains in a mm. positive light before, um, so it doesn't surprise me to, for him to look at a well done song like this and appreciate it, but I guess why you know i mean <laughs> i mean the connection is here we've established that why though i mm -hmm. i don't get it yeah i i don't think we'll be able to answer that one <laughs> it's it's um i don't know i i don't know if they 
just wanted to add a second layer uh if they just kind of find joy in making their songs as complex and nuanced as possible which we've kind of seen in the past with secondary and tertiary meanings it just it, the the juxtaposition of the initial meaning and the reference within it is just so jarring so absolutely wild that it's it, it just leaves you in kind of shock like it makes me want to send something to eight minute cape cod like mm-hmm. i it, i it, it'd be hard to see it like directly addressed but like <laughs> i gotta know because i mean everything else is like everything else we talked about either we're just completely unsure of or it's kind of at least leaned some way mm-hmm. but to have something that really feels like a clear connection and yet we're not getting it is 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 strange yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't know i don't know what else to say no i i have nothing else to add it's it's a weird connection if anyone has any ideas please let us know we'd love to hear <laughs> um I guess, I mean, it, it, it goes in, it goes in hand with, you know, I, I can't listen to holiday now without thinking about like the Iraq war. We don't know what this song is about, but it's a happy song. And yet I'm not going to be able to think about it without thinking of this disfigured world yep. war one individual. I mean, yeah, no one does a better job of ruining their own songs than vampire week. This is really <laughs> incredible. <laughs> ruining the vibe. Once you dig deep. Yeah. It's ignorance is bliss. It's a special ignorance is bliss it's a special talent from them so with that being said favorite lyric um ooh. Eng- english breakfast tastes like darjeeling is is clever i like okay that. okay i i gotta go with your oh your collegiate grief has left you just such a regal term it's very it's very steely dan <laughs> um yeah, and then I feel like absolute horror has to have a honorable mention here yes. with the that, reference to Metallica. Give that our blessing. <laughs> and then for uh, oh, top five. Stranger, Harmony Hall, Spring Snow, Jonathan Lowe. Unbelievers. Okay, I'm gonna go unbearably light, uh, unbelievers, stranger, uh, campus, spring snow. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for our hat of the week, it's an imaginary hat that doesn't exist because we're rigging the system. That's because, right. Because next week, is new year's eve and 2021 is coming so we have to do the song 2021 next week so tune in next week to hear us analyze 2021 see if ezra predicted the future three years ago i I don't know if he predicted all of it but we'll see what he did we we thought about him that's for sure (laughs) Uh, thanks for joining us guys we'll see you next week take it easy guys (laughs) 